Welcome back to uh, Galatians. Um, Galatians chapter 6, verses... I think we're going to start reading verse 15, but John, how's it been for you? Galatians. <laughs> it's been a wonderful ride, yeah. absolutely wonderful. It's, it's just, it's the most liberating epistle. Um, well, they, they all contain liberating material, but it's the one that goes out of its way to explain to you who you are in Christ. Mm. Yeah, it's the ultimate, it's isn't wonderful. It? And Derek, oh, we're going to have opportunity um, to talk through to talk through the passage. I, I just wondered whether for the, this uh, final, whether we could read the whole of Galatians, you know, <laughs> starting at the final <laughs> verse and working backwards, you know, and then yes. see, see if we get. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. No, I think we. I think we will in these final verses. We should. Should. Um, and De Derek is going to to read. And the other thing I'll say is, it's. I was thinking about it being a box set, of forty odd episodes, and and I think I don't think I've ever watched a full box set because they tend to, just run out of steam after the first you know half at least, or even sooner than that. But this we. I've been reading through the synopsis of each, each study and they've all had a unique aspect. Mm. So that's, that can only be of the Lord because I don't think we, we would have anticipated that when we started Galatians, but it's been quite yeah. a, a unique study for a six is it, chapter. Is it 40? Episode. I don't know. It's, it's in that well, region. Yes, yeah, 40 region. hours of so, yeah. Um, We'll come on to that. Derek, you're going to read and, and John will pray. Yes, this is to conclude the book of Galatians and we're going to start in verse 15 of chapter 6. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful epistle. Thank you for the great apostle, Lord, who in obedience to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit penned these words for us, for our edification, for, for learning, Lord. Thank you that we are new creations, Lord, and all that that means Help us to understand it. Help us to walk in it. Help us to live it. Help us to, to, to be different, Lord, that people in the street might revile us, but that, re that being reviled will be a reflection of who you are because you said that you are, they, they hated you first. They've always hated you, Lord, and that is a mark of who you are. Lord, people are terrified of your holiness. In the Gospels, we see that when you revealed your holiness, they would say, depart from me, go away. Mm. Lord, thank you for what you've shown to us. And thank you, Lord, that as we draw our studies of this wonderful book to an end, Lord, that you will still be prominent. You will still be ex expounding, Lord, your heart to us. And we just submit our, our voices to you now, Lord, and we ask that you use us, Lord, to bless the people at home, to open the truth, to change lives for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Magnificent, magnificent um, prayer.
God-honoring prayer. Thank you so much, John. Uh, yeah, so we, we didn't complete uh, verse 15 um, last week, but certainly this week would be incomplete without us uh, putting you know, 16 into the context of 15. Yes, 15 and 16 fit, fit together. Mm. Um, 15, of course, for in Christ Jesus, mm. neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Mm. And, and when he says neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, that means, you know, whether you're circumcised or you're not circumcised, it makes yeah. no difference. Yeah. But it's also saying uh, the circumcision in Philippians 2, may, might as well point this yes, out right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, this language is used in, in Galatians 2, I'm sorry, yeah, sure. in, say verse 7 to 9. He says, but on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised mm. or the uncircumcision, that's the G Gentiles, had been committed to me as the, the gospel for the circumcised or the circumcision. Yeah. Yeah. Talking was very much ethnically, as it were, those so, yeah. who are Jews or non-Jews. So he's introducing two groups of people. This will be important okay, for the next yeah. verse. That you could say, for in Christ Jesus, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, yeah. it makes no difference. Yeah, whether it. you're circumcised or uncircumcised. But these are names for the Jews and the Gentiles. Correct. So he's saying, in Christ Jesus, it doesn't really matter whether you're a Jew or Gentile. Mm. What really matters... Is the new creation. Is being a new creation mm. in Christ Jesus. And this, uh, he calls this a rule uh, in the next verse. But basically, he's basically saying, he's talking about salvation mm. by grace, mm. right? We are a new creation. How does that happen? Just because we are put into Christ, mm. you see. Um, we, just like we were born in Adam, so we are born again in Christ. Mm. And when you accept Christ... Uh, and what he's done for you on the cross. Uh, the Bible says that we were baptized into Christ, we were put into Christ, and everything that Christ accomplished for us yeah. is now given to us. Yeah. And we become a new creation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in, in Christ, Christ, he is a new, he is creation. A new creation. All things are new, yeah. all things are passed away. Yeah. And, and that's all by the grace of God. Yeah. This is not something we accomplish by our works. It's something that is done for us. We just have to accept Christ. So he's not talking about legalism there. He's talking, or is he? No, well, he says it makes no difference about exactly. getting circumcised That's or not. It. You don't have to become a Jew. None of that avails anything. That's yeah. all stuff in the flesh. Yeah. All that matters, all that is really important is becoming a new creation. Mm. And... I think he's saying that's the starting point. That is, that is the key thing. Mm. Become a new creation, then you will be able to live a life of righteousness. Yeah. But first of all, you've got to go through the cross and become a new creation yeah. and be saved by so grace just, through faith. And um, you know, when he says in the following verse, those who follow this rule, <coughs> just in a, wor a word or a sentence, the rule, what is this rule? And it's the word canon, where we get the word canon of Scripture, yeah. because that's the rule as to which books are in the Scripture and which yeah. aren't. So okay. the rule, of course, is verse 15, yeah. which I would summarize it by saying salvation by grace through faith. Got it. Yeah. I can and follow that. Being a new creation in yeah. Christ. Yeah. And so 
the, those who, and in other words, those who walk according to this rule is what we would call the true church. Yeah. Those who have embraced the cross, embraced the, the grace of God, and been saved mm. by grace through faith, he's talking about the church. Yeah. And um, so this is the most intriguing thing, if, uh, you know, if I'm not rushing it. Um, in verse 16, he's say, is he saying that those who follow that rule are the Israel of God? Not exactly. So you have to be careful. <laughs> go on, John. No, no, I'm not going to go there yet. Okay. I think you're running ahead of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but That's I why I'm here, by the way, to raise yeah, things of along. Course, That's of course. why I'm going to be to sacked at the end grenades. of this series because I've raised, but I've tried to raise things along. Paul, and I've Paul is offering nothing. this argument about circumcision or, or, yeah. an, or uncircumcision, as he calls it. Um, the point is that, as he tells us in Corinthians, I think it is, that the natural man can't receive the things of the spirit. Mm. And therefore he works away at all his outward things to to try and achieve something towards this goal. But it will always fall short. It'll always be a a filthy work, a Mm. dirty rag. It just Mm. never comes up to to snuff. It has to be a spiritual regeneration. Mm. You have to become a new creation. Mm. And, And you're not even capable because because the natural man can't receive the things of the Spirit. This has to be a gift. It has to be something God does yes. on the inside that makes you say, yes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's impossible. Mm. It tells us it's impossible. Yeah. And it's just the whole thing is a gift. And being a new creation is a gift. Yeah. It recreates us so that we're able to say, yes, Lord. Mm. Exactly. Wonderful. It's absolutely exactly. wonderful. Now, I, it has so, to be said. It has to be said. Oh, yeah, finish this and then I'll get on to Yeah, and peace and mercy is another mm-hmm. description of grace, really. That those who walk according to this rule, what they have is peace and mercy. Yeah. So, first of all, mercy, I would say, is, is forgiveness. Mm. You know, that God is merciful to us. Mm. Even though we were sinners, He's forgiven us. That's yeah. the first aspect of grace. We, we have mercy, mm. but also. We have peace with God now. We, we have not just the cancellation of the negative with our forgiveness, but now we have positive peace with God yeah. and, and everything that goes with that. So if we embrace that rule of the new creation of salvation by grace, we have mercy, we have forgiveness, praise God, yeah. and we have Wonderful. peace with God. And it's yeah. all by His grace. So um, coming back to an earlier question, which is right that you correct me and not bring it forward too quickly. Um, uh, the we that you're talking about, is that the Israel of God? No, um, not exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, thank you very much. Well, so well, uh, what about, the, is there a they in there? Are they the Israel of God? I would say there, if you notice, if we read it carefully, now, yeah. of course, we... I, I, I'm just saying, I t- suppose I'm saying this, and I, I may sound a bit facetious, it's really important, yes. that I'm not sh- I think this is um, the only time the term has been used in the Scriptures, the Israel, the Israel of God. of God, yes, that's correct. So we have to try and get our heads around it. And we we yeah. should warn our viewers yeah. here that yeah. this is a very important Scripture, theologically. Yes. Because... Those who we would define as replacement theology, who would teach, and this is something that only came in the church maybe around 150 AD, Mm. the idea that the church has now replaced. That's quite early. 
It's quite I mean, early, it only yes. came in then, but it's still quite early in terms oh, yes. of church history. Church, yeah. Sadly, mm. um, the idea, the unscriptural idea, that the church has now supplanted Israel. Yeah. Now the church is the Israel of God. Yeah. God's finished with Israel. They would call natural Israel. Yeah. We are now spiritual Israel. Yeah. So when you read any good passage about Israel, mm. a blessing, it's not actually talking about Israel. It's talking it's about us. the church. Yeah. When it's a bad prophecy about Israel, then it's of course about the natural Israel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. and, and that's clearly in, written in the margins, in the subtitles of yeah. translations yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. It became embedded in, in general Christian history yeah. thinking. And it's called replacement theology, that God has no f further purpose for Israel. Mm. Um, it's probably a bit of a historical accident that there is actually an Israel back in the land. Yeah. But, and so the way the church generally has read it, and many of our listeners may just assume the Israel of God is the church. Yeah. Um, because of our preconditioning mm. um, this way. But it's really the baggage of church history. Yeah. Because if we're this term... And the prejudice of the present. Because there, yeah. even in evangelical circles, there is a prejudice towards the Jewish people yeah. against mm. them, you know, which is distasteful, but it is definitely there. And, I, and it's, it's dressed up in, in the theological speak, but actually there's this sort of uh, prejudice so, and resentment, actually. We have to take a bit of time to, to decide what this term means. That's, it that's might right. seem like what, oh, you're arguing over trivialities, but actually yeah. what this term Israel of God actually means has big consequences. Because it ultimately delegitimizes the Jewish people in God's you know, eyes, in our, therefore in our eyes, and can, and I know many good Christians wouldn't even conceive of what's happened through church history or that it had anything to do with them but there, there was a it, there were antecedents there there was as it were seed sown mm. of this hatred which ended up with mm. um, terrible uh, yeah. killing mm. and at worst it's it's um to understand there is no biblical evidence for this replacement theology mm. not even in the new testament all right but the only verse that they can really point to yeah. is this verse, yeah. right? Oh, there you are. He's mm. talking about the church. The church is the Israel of God. Those who follow that this proves rule our point. Yep. So see what I mean? are, are the Israel of God. But we're going to say that's not right no. in a okay. minute. So. But let me make this general point. Mm. The word, if we just look at the New Testament, the word Israel or Israelite is used over 70 times. Mm. In each case, it refers to Israel, the, the, Jewish the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm. All right? mm. There are two verses where there's a special meaning, uh, and, um, but, but it, Israel means Israel. Because mm. in the time of the writing of the New Testament, the church existed at the same time as Israel. So the two, the other one in addition to this, is that the one all Israel, so all Israel will be saved in Romans 11? Or no. What was the other one? Because that, that would be Romans 9. I mean, 9. we'll get eventually to this one, but where, where's the other one? I think, that, I think we're talking about Romans 9, 6. Okay, yeah. Have a quick look at that yep. then. Um, it's just helpful while we're on the is, subject. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Yep. All right? Yeah. Now, in that case, it's, I think it's pretty clear that 
he's he is saying not all Israel they are not all Israel who are of Israel mm -hmm. and what he's talking about actually is the fact that there is the Israel mm. but not all of them are the true Israel mm. he's not talking about Gentiles at all no that's right he's, he's talking about a subset of Israel that's right. called which is called the remnant of Israel mm. those who have the faith it's like it, elsewhere, he, he goes on and says, yeah. in the same way, there are many natural sons of Abraham, mm -hmm. but they are not all the true sons of Abraham because they don't have the faith of Abraham. That's right. So he's, we might use the same word. There are many people who call themselves Christians, yeah. but there is a subset of those who, who, who are, are true in God's Christians. eyes. I know. Yeah. You see? So in this case, it's not talking about Gentiles, mm. all right? It's just saying that there is a... Israel within Israel, that is the true Israel, mm. all right? Yep. Which is the Israel of God. So let's, okay. I'll immediately oh, we'll say that's what we mean. The, yep. What is the Israel of God? Yep. Following biblical usage, Israel always means Israel, but the Israel of God is the remnant of Israel, mm. those members of Israel that are also believers. Yeah, you see, that's the Israel of God. So can we sort of drill down when it, when it says, um, and, the Israel of God, is that um, separate? Yes, if, or, or if we is, read is that, it a subset? If we read it carefully, mm. it says he's talking about as many walk according to this rule. I, I think that means, you know, the, the whole church. Yeah. Peace and mercy be. But then he splits them into two groups. Notice. Yeah. Be unto them. Yeah. And then, and. Yeah which is the word Kai, which 990 times out of a thousand yeah. means and, yeah. and upon the Israel of God. Notice the previous verse, he talked about the circumcision and the uncircumcision, the Jews and the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about within the church, there are these two groups. There are the Gentiles, notice Paul says, upon them. Yeah. So they're the Gentile believers and there are the Jewish believers. Exactly. Yeah. In my simple mind, that's, yeah, exactly. uh, that's what I'm Because he uses the word unto twice. Yeah. And he uses the word and. Yeah. All right. So he says upon them. Why does he say them? Because Paul is a Jew. Yeah. So when he, and you'll see this in Ephesians 2, when he talks about them, he's talking about the Gentiles mm. in the church. Upon them, Gentiles, and upon the Israel of God, the believing yeah. Jews. You see, now the confusion has come in in the NIV, yeah, for example, I know. which I'm staring, which I'm looking. Wait, what looking does that at say now. in there? Well, it, it says, um, but I take on board all that you're saying, or all that you say, um, even with the word even, <laughs> because um, in my version, uh, well, it, I, it's not mine, is it? I'm just reading it. But peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, even to the Israel of God. Um, uh, yeah, it is, it is different to what you said, uh, that there are two groups who follow this rule, mm. is, is what you're saying. Yes. I, I certainly saw it as um, that it is to all those who follow this rule, to Gentiles, but um, don't be arrogant, you Gentiles, because um, uh, God, um, if he did not spare 
the natural branches, neither will he spare you. And he's also able to regraft the natural branches into their own olive tree, the Israel of God, if you know what I mean. I'm, I know so I'm mixing over into, into Romans you're, 11. You're, you're agreeing. So I'm saying there's an even in there, which is like a, a re-emphasis mm. that you think, oh, it's only going to be the Gentiles who, who believe, but actually it's even to the Israel of God yes. who believe. So I, that's how I fit an even into the and. You, but you, if it's not Kai, so. I'll accept, I'll receive. You can do so, but yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I can see how you could make it mean that. But yeah. if you open the door to the even, yes. for example, yeah. it also opens the door to people to say, well... Both in the same. The church is yeah. the Israel of God. Yeah. And that, and that so... What I would argue against the word even is the very simply the fact that this word chi. Yeah. It's just a wrong translation. I think I'm right in saying 499 times out of 500, yeah. it means and. That settles right? it then. Very, very occasionally, yeah. Yeah. it can mean even, but it's very rare. Yeah. So unless you've got a strong reason to say it's even, yeah. um, you should just go with and, because yeah. that's what it means. That's great. So therefore, so then the other thought when he says upon them Mm. and upon the Israel of God, he's talking about two groups of people. So the other thing that comes, therefore comes into my mind from this is why the heck did they put even in there in this translation? So theological reasons. Replacement theology. And you know, there are even newer versions of the New International, which I think are intentionally trying to, you know, Marcionize the, the, the scriptures and to take the Jewishness out of it and to, you know, suppress it. And it's not just a matter of the maps, which we all grew up with. They said Jesus in, in the time of Palestine, um, which historically is not true. It was there because, and I think that was accidental, but I think today there are sadly evangelicals who are virulently hostile to, to, to the idea of, of God. Of, of any aspect of God's promises being unique to Israel. Mm. Is there is is another way of look, yeah. looking at it? This is, after all, Bible study. Yeah. We could have yeah. different views and explore them. Yeah. Um, I accept what Derek says. I'm certainly not taking issue with it, but I'm just referring back to Kai being translated as even. <clears throat> if you think what, what, what Paul said elsewhere, there's neither Jew nor Greek, one new man in Christ. Mm. Um, is, he, is he, far from replacement theology, it's exactly the opposite, we are grafted in. So is he perhaps saying you, uh, even, even you, now I'm getting tongue twisted here. Um, uh, peace and mercy be upon them and upon, the Israel or of God. even upon the Israel of God. In other words, you've now been grafted in, far from replacing, yeah. Not, that's not replacement. You've been grafted into this creation that's of right. God. Yeah. Um, uh, the problem is that leads to replacement theology. No, I'm saying it doesn't. No, no, but it does in a subtle well, it, way. Well, it, it, but you, certainly it doesn't. I'm not suggesting no, I know, any I know, But I just want to point out the, yeah. the problem with that because there are some who will take that position that, that, that somehow we, the church is grafted into Israel. Mm. And so the Israel of God is now this thing. But... What that actually also does is it means that Israel, national Israel, if you like, no longer has an identity. Yeah. In fact, it's now 
what we call the Israel of God is 99.9% Gentile. It, it and, and so again, in a more subtle way, yeah. Yeah. If you think think it through, Israel loses its own identity. Right. It's, yeah. it's subsumed within this. Yeah. Although it's called Israel, it's pretty much Gentile thing now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. As I would what say saying. that biblical usage of Israel and Jew, it's always Jew and Gentile. Yeah. Uh, so when a Gentile gets saved, he doesn't become a spiritual Jew. That's not biblical. No, of course right. not. And, and vice versa. And, and, yeah. and gen saved, yeah, exactly. And, and so unsaved Jews, in Romans 11, it's the clearest. That's right, exactly. Un unsaved Gentiles or saved Gentiles, they're still Gentiles. Yeah. Yeah. Saved or unsaved Jews, they're still Jews. Yes. And so whenever Israel is used, it, it's talking. Yeah. Otherwise, it would bring confusion. Yeah. Um, and so, so in the biblical language, uh, in the book of Acts, yeah. Israel and the church is always distinguished. That's in right. Romans, it's always distinguished. That's right. And so here, Paul is here, in his final comments, mm. he now uses this phrase, Israel of God. Mm. Is he bringing in a whole doctrine of replacement theology suddenly? No. In contradiction, without any explanation? No. Surely he would be using the standard terminology. But amazingly, he anticipates. So he's given literally this one word chi here. Uh, but um, in Romans, which was written later, he gives us, you could argue, three chapters. But, but at how least do we, how Romans do we, how 11. How, this is dangerous territory. Yeah, no. How do we rationalize statements then like one new man in Christ, tearing down the wall of division? How, how do we bring all that to bear? I mean, I, yeah. we're, we're at one here. thing. I mean, Christ. You know, I'm not into well, patriotic. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah. What's he saying here? He says there's neither male or female. Yeah, he does, yeah. of course. But we don't but, interpret that. But of course, there are. That's, that's right. a good, that's yeah. a good, you know what I mean? that's a good argument. He's basically saying, like, in the church, we're all one. Racially, we're all one. You know, yeah. you, well, we have a mixture yeah. of um, African, e ethnically African, Indian, and, and even a few English. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it, we're not denying those differences, no. or male and female, but as far as, but we are all equal in Christ. Yeah, no, uh, right. yeah that's, that's we, it. We don't, that's, that's the way. There isn't different status involved. We're yeah. all equal in inheritors, yeah. and I, I think that's that. what it has to mean. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think that's neither male nor female. I think that it helps. Hits it hits yeah. it. It does, yes. And, so and, and, and he acknowledges. We are the same, but we're different. Yeah. In his, in his letter, it's important to highlight this because yeah. this Jews. is another argument that comes it's up. Like a, it's like a husband and a wife. Yeah. One's a husband, one's a wife. Yes. At least that's how it always was. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit different these days. You're a husband and wife, and they become one in Christ. And yeah. it's the same. You get an, an, an Israelite and a Gentile, they become one in and Christ. And then koinonia in Acts 2, yeah. you know, there's a sharing in common, but it doesn't mean that everyone becomes an identical clone. You know, no. we're all different. What do we share in common? The Lord Jesus. Yes, mm. that's it. And yet we all have different temperaments. We have different, yeah. all sorts of things that are different, but we, he's the head and we're all one in Christ. That's it. So that's very helpful. So you've got Israel is a group. The yeah. church is a group, the true church. Yeah. They are distinct yeah. corporate entities, but there is an overlap yeah. And the overlap is the, the Messianic Israel Jews. Of God. The Israel of God. Yeah. We, the Messianic Jews, the Israel of God, yeah. because they are believers, but they're Jewish believers. Yeah. Um, I'm a Gentile believer. You know? It's quite profound because I know Messianic Jews who say you know, in England, there's no, there's no grave 
Um, there's no um, cemetery for us. There's, there's the Christian, you know, church cemetery. There are Jewish cemeteries. But, and then it's quite a profound point. Yeah, it is. There's nothing for the Messianics. If you take this to mean the Israel of God, to mean the Messianics. And I think Paul is probably being careful, as he is in Romans, that, that the church doesn't become anti-Semitic. Because yeah, in a sense, time, Paul has been coming against a certain group of Jews yeah. from Jerusalem, these, these legalists. And he, but he wants to make it clear that he's not against Correct. the Jews generally. You know, he, he says there is an Israel of God. Yeah. You know, you Gentiles, don't if you reject these legalists, don't re reject yeah. your precious brothers and sisters who are Jewish, yeah. who walk according to this rule of salvation yeah. by grace through faith, they, they are the Israel of God, you know. They, and honor, the, by honor. the way, this is just as we sort of come to a close in, in Galatians or even talking more generally about Paul's writings, he, he is so sensitive to the nuances or to the possibility of a misinterpretation. So when he said something, he'll then say something further. And then if that has the potential to be misunderstood, he'll say something further. And those who deliberately misinterpret him, he says, you know, their condemnation is deserved. Yeah. They're deliberately yeah. twisting or picking up one thing, you know, before finishing off, yes. you know, the chapter or the epistle. And, th and that's what gives us the richness of Paul's writings. Mm. It gives us so much more. I mean, you summed up uh, what the rule was in a sentence. Well, um, you know, Paul could have just written one sentence and said, you know, have a blessed day. But he wrote the whole of Galatians for us so that we could really dig deep into, uh, you know, exactly defining what is the grace of God. Yeah, absolutely. I, and just reading this again, this verse 16, I, Derek has to be right in my mind, mm. because even, even if we take out the and and put the NIV version yeah. even in, it, it doesn't make sense because it says, and, and as many as walk according to this rule, the rule we read in our ways according to the grace of the gospel, peace and mercy be upon them. It doesn't make sense to say even upon the, even upon the, the, what, what the, even upon the Israel God. It just yeah. doesn't make no, sense. It, doesn't. it becomes redundant. He wouldn't yeah. say it. Yeah, right. that's right. And therefore, and therefore it has to be, exactly. he's identifying this other group as being equal but different. Romans 11.5, I think, yes, just please. to nail it. Um, he's talking, of course, Romans 11. He's well, Derek, Derek Prince once wrote a book, The Last Word on the Middle East, and a friend of mine said, well, that certainly isn't the last word. <laughs> <laughs> when you say just to finish this, I don't yeah. think you will, but have a go. Yeah. Well, Romans 11.1, 1, has God cast away his people, which is Israel? Yeah. Certainly not, for I am also a, an Israelite. In other words, yeah. there, there is a remnant of Israel yeah. Yeah. Who, who believe. Yeah. And then in verse 5 is the key verse, even so then at this present time, there is a remnant, mm. a remnant of Israel, yeah. according to the election of grace. Mm. Yes. So it, in other words, this is a biblical concept that within Israel, there is the Israel of God. Mm, mm. Those, those Jews who, who believe in Christ. Yeah. And that is the Israel of God. And that is Pauline thinking. Yeah. You know. And it's brilliant. Uh, and it is, has so much integrity because he, it would be so easy to sort of just slice off 
you know, a certain section of the Bible and have a new faith, as it were, and a new religion that's all done and dusted and neatly. But, but he is carrying the whole weight of the heritage into this gospel, the truth of the gospel. He's not abandoning God's promises. He's not no. just trying to tidy it all up. He's carrying the whole, every strand of teaching from the scriptures right through into yes. the gospel of grace. Yes. It's wonderful. And I, I just wonder it's now, powerful. it's just a thought to come to me, if this phrase, and the Israel of God, yeah. whether we might have missed it altogether. Yeah. Just I I, looking here, and I think it might be a prayer. Yeah. Because that little bit, a, a prayer for mm -hmm. his brethren, whom he longs, he, wish, he longs for his yeah. brethren to be saved, yeah. right? So remember that. And, and um, in verse 7 here of chapter 11, um, it, it says, What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect, elect mm. have obtained it, and the rest were blinded, yeah. just as it is written. And I wonder if he's picking up that point here. It's, we, we don't know. Yeah. But he's saying... Um, and as many as walk according to this rule, that's Gentile mm. and Messianic mm. Jew, mm. peace and mercy be upon them, yeah. and a prayer and upon the Israel. That's right. I long for my own people, yeah. my brethren, it's, it's uh, you know, prayer. chapter 9, mm. that they it's will be saved. It's a possibility. We yeah. don't know, but it's given the heart no, of what I, it I, might be. I there. agree. I, I agree. I, so there's, some, there's a depth there in, you know, of a nugget there in um, Galatians, that really was, you know, blew up when the Jews, all Jews, including Messianic Jews, were thrown out of Rome. Yeah. So that the Roman church uh, under Claudius became Gentile. Then it became a real practical issue, yeah. how you view yeah, the Jews yeah, sure. who are no longer in your church. Mm. And when he wrote Galatians, it, the church was predominantly Jewish, yes. if I'm right. Um, and so he is he's sort of anticipating something that may not have even happened, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah. as it did in the Roman church, where it was an entirely Gentile church at one point. So he says, I speak to you Gentiles, in as much as I'm apostle to the Gentiles, don't be arrogant yeah. towards the Jewish people. The Galatian church would be primarily Gentile. Yeah, primarily be. Gentile. But it, there would be a danger that in rejecting Paul these was, Judaizers, yes. they would also reject... Yeah. Correct. So it's a parallel to Romans, yeah. But just another thought, because yeah. we talked about sowing and reaping yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Take this for what it's worth, but um, I think the church has reaped mm. what it's sown because we've. Do you had really think it was pr predominantly Gentile? The I Galatian know church. Galatian. They would have mostly been Gentiles. Yeah, okay. There might have been the odd Jew, but mostly Gentiles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, um, we've. From early in church history, there's been this replacement theology. Mm. We have replaced Israel. God's finished with yeah. Israel. Yeah. And so we've sown that evil seed. I know. The church, that is. I know. Yeah. And we've reaped that in Islam. Well, church teachers have. Yeah, big time. Because we've Islam has a replacement theology. Correct. Of replacing... Both the church and the Jews. Yeah, yeah, and Israel. And, yeah. and it's like, well, God's finished with, I know. The, with them. They're just dimmy. We are the... Yeah, thing. We're, we're, in a way, that's a, a reaping, isn't it? it, it yes, is. that's a really good My point. My goodness me, it is a really good point. Because the way, yeah, uh, uh, by the way, even the way Byzantines treated other church sects, you know, you you start stamping on on you know the competition within the church, and before you know it, a big boot has come over the lot of you. <laughs> that's what I was yeah. saying the other day about you know creation. You know, start bickering with each other, and you're you're eroding yeah. uh, unity. You become ineffective. Um, 
okay, so let's try to you know, do justice to the final couple of verses and see if we have time to summarize the whole of Galatians. Let yeah. me just point out an interesting yeah. thing that he actually starts, if we can remember, mm. that, he starts with the two things, he, establishing his apostleship mm -hmm. and secondly, his message. Mm. And I think he's ending here by the, these two major themes mm -hmm. that were in Galatians 1. Yeah. He's establishing his apostleship in verse 18, yeah. 17, 17, yeah. and he's establishing his message or reminding them of the message yeah. in verse 18. With the grace. So with his apostleship, to as it were validate his apostleship, yeah. he's carrying he says, the marks. from now on, let no one trouble me with further attacks on me as an apostle. Mm. Mm. For I bear in my body the marks, the, literally the stigmata yeah. of the Lord Jesus. The very thing they're advocating for people to have in a compliance with a rule that, that sets them up for salvation. Yeah. He's saying, I've already got that one. I've yeah. ticked if that If you're box. interested in outward marks that, that prove yeah. faith, yeah. I've got better marks than you look. And obviously yeah. he had whippings, mm. he had all kinds of scars on his body that he was proud of, mm. that showed his devotion. Mm to the Lord. And in those days, of course, a, a slave would be branded. Mm. And uh, also some soldiers uh, would be branded if, if, mm. if they wanted to show their loyalty to their commander. Yeah. Um, or priests would be, perhaps be branded with their, of their God. Mm. And so these, these marks were signs of Paul saying, if you want the proof that I'm a slave of God, a servant yeah. of God, a, ser a soldier of God, mm. as it were, I've got the proof in my body. If you, if you want outward proof, yeah. I've got that. Wonderful. So do, would I, if I wasn't a man of God, would I be willing to suffer this for your sake? So he Tremendously says, don't, don't, um, don't trouble me anymore. Yeah. Right? Let, he's saying, look, let's settle this issue right now. Yeah. I am a true apostle of yeah. God. Don't, no more silliness. Yes. <laughs> so, and there endeth the lesson, <laughs> nearly, <laughs> nearly, John. So, um, Galatians, verse 18. Whole. We haven't finished yet. Oh, well, I thought you mentioned that it's yeah. just verse yeah, 18 have, now. Yeah, yeah, we saying that he's covered it in terms of his apostleship and then... Now hit the message, right, the message. very quickly. No, well, don't, please, not on my behalf, um, don't do rush Do we have it. time? I don't. Well, I think, I, I think we could have a few more, few more hours on... <laughs> Galatians. No, we, we've always had time. Last verse. Yeah. Uh, the, it's interesting, you know, it says brethren. Actually, brethren is, is last in this verse. So yeah, okay. It, he That's actually true. says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Yeah. Now, th this is salvation by grace again, mm -hmm. all right, because he's validating that message. He's saying, notice, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So to receive grace you have to submit to Jesus as your Lord. Yeah. Jesus is the name of his humanity. You have to believe that he became a man, mm -hmm. that he identified with you, he died for you on the cross. And then when you receive him as your Lord, all right, um, and confess him as your Lord, as a free gift, notice, his grace goes into your spirit, yeah. into your innermost being. And you are born again. You become a new creation. Yeah. Now, he's, he's affirming salvation by grace. Right? Right. The grace that, that makes our spirit born again. Yeah. And therefore we are saved by grace through faith. You know? And now that grace changes us from the inside out. And so he's saying, let that grace transform your spirit. Mm. And then 
the rest of your life is going to flow out of that. Mm. Wonderful, isn't it? And then he says, brethren. And then he says, amen. <laughs> Just in case Derek wants to add to it any further after that verse. Before the amen, though, right? <laughs> <Yes>. Brethren, <laughs> he's reaching out to them. Yeah. He's, yeah. You know, because he's been hard on them. Yeah. He's had to be. Mm. But he's saying, we're family. Mm. In other words, even though we've had this disagreement, yeah. we're, st we're brothers. Yeah, we're exactly. in the family of God. I've had to correct you, but this is now a final tender, tender appeal. That's true. Saying, you know, look, we're all brothers. Let's all yeah. be reconciled. And, and, and then our men, of course, mm. is even that is saying, let, let it be. Yeah. That settles the issue. Yeah. Our men. Yeah. In other words, let this be the end of the matter mm. right now. That, let that be the last I word on, yeah, the, exactly. on the matter. And I believe yeah. that Paul won that argument. I believe that they did turn around mm. I did and that, that he I had did. accomplished his purpose with that letter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have noted, and I, I, we're in our final, we're not going to go all the way down this one, but I have just noted, I've written very few notes, uh, which uh, in many other books of um, Paul's letters and the Gospels where I've got literally matted with my writing. I've got hardly any notes, but I did note that word that you gave us right at the beginning, to totalisti. Totalisti. <laughs> or totalisti, which is, you know, it is finished. That seemed very powerful to me. But mm. um, uh, here I've noted at the end of all, which I shouldn't do really, at the, when Paul said amen at the end of a letter, I've put... Um, semi-Pelagianism, <laughs> which is that um, it begins with um, uh, free will begins um, our salvation and then grace is added later on. And it was a debate between Pelagius and Augustine. Was indeed. You weren't and saying that Paul and then semi-Pelagianism. So and I'm just today. trying to wind you up because yes. there's people after this yes. wonderful letter's been written, yeah, you then it creeps it. in within a couple of hundred years. Isn't it interesting? It's rife. Isn't it interesting? Because it's a doctrine of demons and yeah. and and unless you're prepared to submit yourself to godly education that, that will always have the upper yeah. hand. This is the most wonderful epistle. And of course, uh, um, in, in, the, in the hierarchy, as it were, you know, Augustine of Hippo uh, dealt with, uh, you know, uh, Pelagius, yeah. but quite ruthlessly. Yeah. Um, but even Augustine was into replacement theology. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is the thing. You can't over-eulogise or over-venerate no, some of these church fathers, but acknowledge where they made a wonderful contribution. Yeah. But, but just beware, beware. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to write some notes on Walkerism as well, <laughs> you know, and Campbellism and the like. But, John, um, so just if I may, uh, have a look, you know, over the whole of Galatians. And I remember in Philippians, and I'm not going to put it on you, um, <laughs> to, you know, picking out key verses. I mean, the one that comes to me is who has bewitched you, Galatians, yes, which right. I knew before yeah. we did the study. Yes. But, you know, what, what, what could be pivotal that... that um, emphasize again what we've been discussing? Well, what could be... If good? any of them. If, if any. I mean, it, it's a fastball and I don't intend I know, to bat but it. That's why I'm here. That's it, can, why I'm it, can go, it can go for four bites. Go to the <laughs> And probably, yes, it will get to the boundary anyway. So, yeah, exactly. But it's just awesome. I, I, I find 
find it hard to find words to yeah. to, to to describe it. it yeah. It's such a wonderful epistle mm. that if anybody is feeling weighed down by their lack of performance, by their total inability to live up to the expectations which the church, which their perception of Christianity and Christendom has placed upon them, mm-hmm. they need to read Galatians. Yeah. They need to, to, to read it and meditate on, on it and keep it under their pillow, learn mm. chunks of it, yes. and, and, and it will change their lives. Mm. Christianity is not about performance, it's about relationship. Mm. And that really distills it down. It is about relationship. The Lord wants to have, oh, it's not that he's waiting for you. He wants a relationship with you and and he's having one with you, but you're shutting him out. You're not hearing what he's saying. You're thinking he's waiting for you to do something right. Mm. Well, he's not. He's not waiting for you to do anything right. He knows left your own devices, you're going to just fall flat on your face. Um, He's done it all. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. Yes, he gives us his word to say, this is how I want you to behave. These are the rules of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, you, we're, together we're going to try and learn to walk in them. And we're going to try and do it individually. We're going to try and do it as a church. And a bit like the party of new recruits where one is putting his right foot forward as the other puts his left hand forward and they've all got their arms going different mm-hmm. directions. The church must look like that. Mm-hmm. Look like new recruits on day th- two. Uh, you know, because they're all out of step, even though we're encouraged and urged to be in step. But that's what we're aiming for. Mm. And we can only get there by n- not being encumbered by guilt yeah. or a sense of, uh, a sense of l- low self-worth. We are in Christ. Yeah. We, are, he, he, we are co-heirs with Christ. Mm. I mean, this is how God the Father sees us. He looks at us and sees his son. No, he sees your face. He hasn't got lots of clones of Jesus in the sense yeah. we all look like him. Yeah. But in terms of our worth, in terms of what he sees, we are as valuable to him as his son, which mm-hmm. is extraordinary. Yes. And, and he places no encumbrance upon us at all. It is his trust in him. And that's summed up in Galatians 2.20, my favourite verse in yes. the whole Bible. If only I pray, Lord, let me be a two, Galatians 2.20 disciple. And I haven't achieved it yet. But I have been crucified with Christ. Yes. Therefore, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in yes. me. And I live this life in the flesh by faith in or of the Son of God, depending yeah. on which translation you're yeah. reading, but both are great. Yeah. Um, who, who, who loved me and gave himself for me. And then, of course, in verse 21, the whole of Galatians is summed up again. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Those two verses, mm. if you have to sum up Galatians, Wonderful. those two verses are it. Wonderful. Great. That's a really good shout. And um, Derek, um, yes, I, give I, us I, your overview. I would uh, That was say, really good, John. Absolutely. The, um, I would put it this way, Galatians, there are two main parts to Galatians uh, corresponding to the two prisons we're in. There's, there's an external prison mm. called the law mm. where that, uh, in which we are in bondage. And there is an internal one called sin. And we're, in, we're slaves to sin mm. and under the law. Mm. And Galatians is the great uh, letter of liberty. 
That's of, it. Of freedom. That's it. You've preempted my paper. Yeah. Yeah. Liberty. The, the first it. freedom that has to happen, yeah. and, the, and the first four chapters are primarily about our freedom from the law, yeah. from the imprisonment of the law, mm. these external requirements that are upon us, um, and it, and the answer is justification by faith, mm. faith alone. Mm. In other words, Jesus has paid the penalty for us, and when we put our trust in Him, we receive His righteousness, and we are justified. And because Jesus has fulfilled the law for us, mm. we are in right standing with God. So we are set free from the condemnation of the law. We now have access to the grace of God. And then chapter 5, verse 1, it, to me, is a key He's verse. He's taken it. Well, you too. I, I, no, it's carry on. He was saying, <laughs> for freedom, yeah. Christ has set us free. Yeah. Now, there's two freedoms there. Yeah. For, for Christ has set us free from the law, in order that we might enjoy a life of freedom yeah. from sin, mm. freedom in the Spirit. And now, now that we're justified by faith, now there is no condemnation, now we can start to enjoy the life of the Spirit, because mm. now we're born again. Mm. And then the, the, the last two chapters are primarily about walking in the Spirit, because now yes. we, we can produce that righteousness in our life, Mm. through the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Because mm. once we're justified by faith, we have peace with <coughs> God, we're connected to His grace, and now by His Spirit within us, mm. we can fulfill the law, as it were, the law of love, mm. by His Spirit within us. Yeah. And so we can start to experience freedom from, from sin, yeah. freedom from ourself, mm. freedom to just walk in love. Yeah. And so, it's the, that's why it's called the Great Letter of Liberty, yeah, I would say. Wonderful. It's all about freedom. Wonderful. But first of all, you have to accept justification by faith alone. That was such right. an important, so important. truth yeah. that has mm. to be embraced mm. before you can enter into the life of the Spirit. So as you, you know, you swiped, you know, 220, and then I was going to hinge on, on, on chapter 5, verse 1, but actually, Looking back over our whole study of, of, um, of Galatians, in the same way as looking back over the study that we did of um, Isaiah, which was two years. Someone wrote to us the other day about Galatians, the rate you're going on Galatians. Mm -hmm. You know, if you did that with Isaiah, you would have been 10 years studying <laughs> Isaiah. But um, in Isaiah, we did five studies with, with Alan and Ian on Isaiah 53. And that, that that the, they were amazing and putting those together in a box set you know it was just god breathed as it were sure. but i i feel that during all of our studies of galatians when i turned to you i think john and we we kicked off with the fruit of the spirits um i don't know folks if you can get hold of just that one hour where we spoke about the fruit of the spirit being rooted in love it was a really wonderful, rich, and I sat there knowing that this was coming from the Lord. Every sort of little detail, digging into that verse that we all know so well. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, mm. depending on your translations. Gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Um, so, yeah, and the, the, the yoke of slavery. You, um, we are now have just a few minutes to sum up and we, we've had a look at our, our favourite verses. But um, um, for me, I, I've now got something from, from Galatians that I don't think I've 
had before. And, and by the way, when I was younger, I memorized quite a lot of books and epistles, you know, of Paul's writings, which I absolutely love. But strangely enough, I never did Galatians, and I'm getting a bit old now, but, um, and I think I know why, because I only memorized in the New International Version. <laughs> but now I've got to, um, you know, have a look at it again, because there, there are distinct errors in the, in the NIV it, of uh, translating the original text. So I've learned quite a lot, I think. And you, you have to, you, you do have to study the scriptures from what is the text saying, not yes. what do I want it to say. I know, the NIV is on a hiding to nothing, and I'm not rubbishing it, but it, uh, really. All, all <laughs> but of but it's on a hiding to nothing, because unlike a literal translation, it's a thought by thought. Yeah. And th that's where they're in trouble, because the scriptures say, who can know the mind of God? Yeah. So it's presumptuous before it starts. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you're in dangerous territory. And, uh, you know, and sometimes there are scriptures bad. that you don't, if we're honest, you don't understand exactly yeah. what that original text is saying. But we you know, come before it with humility. And that's yeah. what we're doing in our Bible studies. If, if you, like in Galatians 6.16, if, if the interpretation depends on the exact wording, you have to look at a literal translation. I always look at Young's literal or mm. even better, go back to the Greek because, mm. you know, if you just want the general idea, that's fine. Mm. But if you want to know exactly what it means, and in some verses, it's really important. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you're a hostage to the views yeah. of the translators. Yeah. So go to, if in doubt, go to a literal translation mm. to see what it actually says. Mm. Wonderful. Okay, so we're, I think we're in the final minutes. Um, and again, as I've said before, I don't really want to mess it up by, uh, in the final minute. But John, your, your verse, um, I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I that lives. Um, uh, Derek, you said more than um, chapter five, verse one, but it's for freedom that Christ has set you free. No longer to be burdened by the yoke of slavery. And then, um, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I pray that you have been blessed as much as we have by this amazing letter of Paul to the Galatians. Next week, we will be in the Psalms. Enjoy. Bless you. Thank you.